All right. All righty. Good morning, everyone. Um, it's just me here again. I have Elam Zook. Say hi, Elam. Hello. I have um, Jody with me as well. Say hi. And hi. I have. I also have Emma here. Emma is an ex-Jehovah's Witness who's been very active in providing visibility of issues that they have. Some of them are very similar to Amish issues, especially the shunning. Um, I would like to give a disclaimer, like there may be abuse of all kinds discussed in today's session. They may be triggering or cause distress in you. Um, but other than that, I guess we're talking about shunning today, huh? Mm. Hmm. So Emma, would you like to explain how shunning and Jehovah's Witnesses is very similar to Amish shunning? Okay, um, in the religion, they have this thing where um, if you get found out you've done something basically against the rules, you get called into what they call a judicial meeting. And depending on whether you decide to repent for that action or not, then determines what happens to you. If you don't repent, they then disfellowship you, which means that all your friends, family, that are Jehovah's Witnesses can no longer speak to you. So you are completely shunned and treated like you are dead. And also, if witnesses are found out to be hanging around with you, if you're disfellowshipped, they can also get disfellowshipped too. So then they will also be shunned. So yeah, they just don't have nothing to do with you. My mum walks past me in the street like she don't know me. She's sat on a table in a restaurant next to me and completely not acknowledged that I was there. So it, it, you just totally cut off everything. So kind of like, for example, this doll here is with the back turned and away from the table to kind of depict how like shunning really happens where you're over there all by yourself. Nobody else is there like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty similar. Wouldn't you say Elam and Jody? Yeah, I think it is. It's, it's almost identical actually. Mm -hmm. Sadly. Now, do they have the same, like, do they also do like shunning for like sexual predators like the Amish do? Um, if you get found out for being a sexual predator and you what they call repent, which is basically just say to the elders, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it again, then they are actually allowed, it's in their official policies, they are allowed to remain in the congregation. So if they apologise, say sorry, no, they do not get shunned. And the bad thing as well is they don't, 99.999% of the time, they don't tell the other members of the congregation that that person is a child sex abuser so you can have them in your home you can let your kids sit next to them at the meetings and nobody knows any difference so no they don't shun if they say sorry wow that's incredibly like victim shaming and alienating and blaming and they don't report them to the police either so not only does this affect the jehovah's witness community those people could be working in schools nurseries around other people's children as well because if they don't tell the police they're not going to have a record so they can just go undetected wow that is incredibly crazy mm -hmm. what do you think about that elam 
Um, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, that these these other groups um, that are have higher educations um, um, and, and and their faith is a little bit more intellectual are are almost more medieval about shunning than than the Amish are. There's a there's a sort of a vicious intent that comes out because um, our our shunning as it's practiced we're we're not um, people don't um, very explicitly not talk to us that's not part of the shunning they're allowed to talk to us um, and it seem it seems like <laughs> it seems like the more intellectual their faith becomes. Uh, the the more uh, sort of vicious this practice becomes. Not I'm not trying to minimize or defend old order shunning here in Lancaster, but but it, it is a it is an issue of um, where excuse me um, there's a, like uh, with LGBTQ youth. In the in the Amish community, there's almost no recognition that that uh, those people exist, and and so there's less focus. There's less, but 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 in these uh, groups that sort of are on the periphery of the old order, where their faith is a little bit more intellectually sort of defined, they start going after. Uh, youth and and ostracizing them before the youth even hardly know what what the heck's going on and and it's really it's just barbaric is what it is that's the truth what do you think jody sorry i was having audio issues what was the question what do you think about like how similar the Jehovah's Witness type of shunning is their disfellowshipping is to mm. Amish shunning. Uh, I think it seems pretty similar uh, to my community that I grew up in, but um, on certain points it is. But the shunning and the shunning is left up to the families and not necessarily the community. But the community can go after the people who are shunned. It's a com it's a combobulated mess where I come from. See, and in my community, the church, the ministry makes the decision that they made the decision to shun people. And then everybody is required to abide by that. And uh, as far as like being able to talk, so they're allowed to talk to us as long as they're admonishing us to return to the ways of our youth. But other than that, no. They're not supposed to just have like frivolent conversation with you because you're not practicing a proper shunning then. Yeah, um, my, uh, my mommy and daddy is on both sides. They did not hold the bond or practice shunning against anybody who left. I come from a very large family and about 90% of them have left the Amish now. And, um, the only time they've held the bond against any of them are the ones who have ended up getting a divorce from their spouses. 
Wow. So that's kind of how it works in my family. What about writing letters? <laughs> <laughs> we all know the letters. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the I, I have to I have to ask, like, do Jehovah's Witnesses write those letters too? The ones where there's no hope for your soul if you don't return to the church. They're doing a letter writing campaign right now because obviously they can't go out door knocking. So they are sending letters to everybody, trying to get them to go onto the JW.org <laughs> website. I actually did a video on that. None of them have dared write to me yet because they're going to get <laughs> I think they'll know what they'll get back because like my, they wrote to my brother at his workplace. So I gave him the child sex abuse policies flyer that I do and some other flyers about them not reporting it to the police and gave him them to send back with his letter back to them. So that's what they get if they write to me. So do you think um, having the campaigns where you um, have the posters, you have the t-shirts, you have all of these things and people circulate them, do you think that has helped people feel, have more awareness of those practices? Mm. Definitely, because like when we've stood next to their carts, because they have like these carts with all the magazines on and they'll go and stand in like a shopping centre. Um, obviously, they haven't done it for a year since COVID, but people would come up and like ask us questions. Um, and then I'd give them like the flyer on the policies. And this one old man asked us some questions and, he, and then he turned around to me and he said, I don't even want to walk back past them anymore. I'm going to go the long way around. And so, like, it does, you know, people yeah. you know, people get interested in finding out why we're doing it, why we're there. That's pretty awesome. Anyway, so now we've established that, like, Jehovah's Witnesses shun pretty similar to, like, Amish shunning. There's a um, lot of... I was going to mention as well that the, they also, they have, like, conventions. There was one. Um, a big Jehovah's Witness convention where the whole title of it, I think this was 2016, was Remain Loyal to Jehovah. And one of their actual talks, speech, speeches, the actual title of it was Shun Unrepentant Wrongdoers. And then there was another one that said, Hate what Jehovah hates. So they do like proper like talks, conventions, where they are drumming it in to the witnesses to remember to shun those that have left. So it's like a continuous thing. They don't let you forget about it. Wow. So, uh, Emma, I, I have a question for you. Uh, okay. Part of my vision or idea of what we need to do is to just take take this stand, make this statement that, as, as you're doing there, shunning kills, but, but in a more, I, I don't know, colloquial term if you know just i i want to ask the amish church to just stop it just stop shunning yeah it's, it's bad it's no good um and and, and part of that is maybe my <laughs> me being naive but also uh i i want to facilitate a conversation that that uh about these issues because my my concern is that they're never talked about, and and when they are talked about, they're talked in ways that that um, don't really hold the Amish uh, community responsible for what they're doing. And, and so, so what I hope to do is just have have this forthright conversation that shunning is bad, mm. 
they need to stop it and and and, and sort of treat them or or the conversation like we should be able to talk to each other like reasonable people yeah um uh, am I gonna like uh, <laughs> become a bitter old man for having that kind of faith in this situation? <laughs> or what do you what's, well, what's what's your take on how how to how do we make a difference? Well, to get to the head people, it's very very hard, and to get them to even consider changing their policies. Um, a few years ago, one of the very first um, protests, extra Jehovah's Witness, I found out about was in Warwick and it was outside their actual head office. Now, they turned the sprinklers on the protesters. They refused to come out and speak to them. They asked security, can you get one of the governing body to come out? And they said no. But within two days of that, the governing body actually released an official video backing up their um, shunning policies by reading scriptures and said that they're never going to change this policy. So that protest obviously got to them to the point where they felt they needed to come out and make a statement and obviously they haven't changed so my idea is now my activism is normally based towards public awareness to stop people joining to let people know at the conventions that if you want to leave you've got people out here for you that will support you um but as far as getting to the head people getting them to change i think unless a law comes in and makes them change i don't think i don't think it's possible what about social, um, like getting the, the population to react to this, uh, like mm. social awareness? Is there any sort of impetus in the larger community to, to I, I don't know what, um, make there be a price for them to have these policies or? or mm. Well, People have tried to get together. I know, I think in the UK, we don't have civil cases, but in America, they do. So they've been trying to get together, like, um, some people to go against them just for, like, um, for, for shunning to just be mentally um, harmful to people. So there are people, like, trying to take bigger steps to try and actually, like, fine and um, try and get them to be responsible for the way you know, many people who are shunned have committed suicide. And, you know, they're responsible for that by, they don't force members to shun, but obviously if you don't shun, you get disfellowshipped and shunned yourself. So basically they're giving you that ultimatum where you don't really have a choice. So, you know, it's obviously affected a lot of people. So I know there is people trying to get civil cases against them because of their policies. Whether that will end up with them eventually having to change or whether they will, I think one person so far has only won their case against them so i don't know i think we, it's something we, we can move on from this but i i i just um what one of my theories or arguments is that um the amish are the way they are in terms of some of these kind of really medieval practices mm. because the dominant culture caters to them and and is actually complicit in in their in in creating this um, authoritarian this religious authoritarianism in them. The dominant culture supports that, and and I guess you know. My my hope is that we can we can 
we can create change in the dominant culture to not support that. Like, you know, can we get mm-hmm. uh, district attorneys to prosecute? Um, what, 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 what do you think of that angle? Is, is, mm-hmm. is there, is, can, can we get help in the, in the dominant culture, in the laws and legislatures to, to marginalize this kind of behavior? To make I there think, be a price. I think getting people behind you because, you know, people just say Jehovah's Witnesses, they're like, oh, they're, they're lovely people and they don't see what goes on behind closed doors. So, you know, by by making people aware of what's happening, you can get people then that haven't even been witnesses. Like the one guy who helps me a lot, he was never a witness, but he knows what I went through and he helps me do my activism. So I think to do stuff like that, we need to get more of the public behind us. And then get more numbers to try and. Well, know, have, have you ever encountered like the type of people who one like when when you share like this story or this story and they respond with the, um, well, you know that's an isolated incident. Oh yeah. And it's it's not all not all Amish, and you know that doesn't really happen yeah. because. Personally, I've got to say that, like, since like I got out of the community and became non-compliant, like, and and went public with my my case and all of that. At the end of the day, I've heard so much of that, and and I've come to understand and realize that part of that is denial. Um, they want to deny because they have elevated these communities to this stature where they can do no wrong and they can govern themselves, mm-hmm. and. The truth is, is shunning is not effective in the way, like, it's just not, it's not an effective way of, like, teaching a better way to people. Um, It's also not an... Um, Yeah. So, so the Amish are considered pacifists. So they're exempt from military service and law enforcement. They use the ordinance to govern govern themselves in a nonviolent way outside of the law. And so government law law officials often believe the church are going to take care of the issues and they leave them to their own devices, which creates an, a security complex within the Amish. So they do whatever they want to in that gray area between the Ordinung and actual law. Although they're pacifists, the culture flies in the face of numerous fundamental human rights. And I think that if we bring attention to the fundamental human rights that these religions are in violation of, I think that would start a good campaign for us mm-hmm. to to bring awareness to all of this, all these things that are going on. But the problem with that is they aren't necessarily committing crimes against humanity since most people are complicit or they just don't know any better. Do you guys have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I, I, I have. I, I was at the Elizabethtown College for the Amish conference, and and uh, I'll, I'll try to make this brief. But uh, 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 an official of a of a hospital, one of the one of the you know top people at a hospital, was there to quote unquote learn how to better serve Amish communities, and talked about how how their their Amish community was was starting to use their mental health services, and of course, everybody wanted to know what did you do. And and he and she ended up describing that uh, well, they had a sexual predator. And then she goes on talking about her program, and the audience was just like, "What did they do?" 
and 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 the person, the narrator, basically said that they they took this predator to to Mexico and and had them snipped and 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 she didn't want to say the word and 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 the audience members were finally saying we know what you mean you don't have to say it but um what this was a room full of of required reporters you know all the almost everybody there was a was you know a mandatory reporter and yet nobody tapped into the idea that that what was described that was that they adjudicated the Amish community adjudicated this without a a charge without a conviction they extrajudicially castrated a human being and nobody in that freaking room blinked an eye they just kept on talking about you know other stuff mm. and 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 you know i, I don't want to try to evoke sympathy for a sexual predator but this person wasn't who who knows who who knows that the actual predator wasn't the bishop, and 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 this was a, a mentally sort of challenged person in the community, and let he let him take the fall for it. They, yeah, just a scapegoat. They, they do these things completely outside of of a system of justice, and and our our defenders of you know all those people in that room were were in the helping professions and they did not flinch or recognize that at all and and that gives enormous power to these bishops because they know they can do whatever the heck they want and the outside community knows about it and won't intervene and th that is that is a power that should not be in the hands of just normal constituents. It's it's just insane that that we've created this scenario where they have that kind of power. Well, and not only that, but it also like it, it's also like it doesn't. So people forget that Amish in America are still American citizens. They're still subject to law. They still have rights. They have their constitutional rights. You want to talk about constitutional rights? How many constitutional rights of, of Amish in America are violated every single day? The children don't get an appropriate education. That is a constitutional right in America. Free speech. Do they have freedom of speech? Hell no. Like, let's just, let's just think about that for a minute. Because what happens is you have these bishops who have this freedom. It's like they, they are so power hungry and they have this freedom of like they can say whatever they want to and their ministry will back them up. There's nobody holding them accountable. There's no visibility of it. There's no transparency. They just do whatever they want to and kind of put it out there and the church is expected to follow. And if you don't agree with it, what happens? You get shot. You get shunned or they can send you to their own mental institutions. Yep. We've got a couple of them here in Indiana. Oh, boy. Yeah. And if you if you don't get shunned, then you can get sent to one of these mental institutions and you can be locked away or they medicate you or they try to re-indoctrinate you. I mean, it's absolutely horrible. I don't I, I don't see how, how people can still do that. 
they aim to literally have their own men mental yes. institutions. Yes, yes, they do. Wow, I never knew that. And they send people there and they hold them there and they medicate them. And some of them, it's always pills. They just take pills and they have to take their pills and they have to promise that they're going to follow the church rules when they get sent so they can get sent back. Wow. It's incredibly horrifying. I'm shocked at that. There I was mean, a, go ahead, Jody. No, Mary was talking. Oh, I was actually going to say, like, maybe Jody should share a little bit more of her story, huh? She comes from oh, yeah, Indiana. Yeah. Can I just provoke something there? Um, and, and you can go wherever you want, Jody. But last episode, you said something about um, crimes that are committed. It, it, you know, you, I, I'd ask you a question. You said, well, all we can do is is show evidence of the crimes that are being committed. And and I wanted to follow up on that. Do you have evidence of crimes being committed? Because <laughs> we're all ears. Oh, definitely. Um, I have a whole page here. <laughs> um, oh goodness, she has a list. She, she came with the receipts. She was, she was um, prepared. Of stuff that happens here in Indiana. Um, so one thing that I want to uh, raise awareness to is here in Indiana, if uh, you're in a court case with another Amish family or anybody who might've been in an Amish family, their um, mommies and aunts go to court and sit on their, uh, sit on the defendant's side and try to silent, silence the other party. And it's absolutely disgusting. This actually happened to me in an adoption case and it made the adoption case go on for three years because the Amish kept on coming and sitting on the defendant's side and the defendant was definitely in the wrong. But anyways, so um, things that go on here in Indiana, as long as you have money and status in the Amish community, you can, you can buy off the prosecutors and law enforcement. Um, there are Amish guys, like actual Amish, not, not people that are in Rumspringa who um, are drug dealing, they're manufacturing, they they're in possession of drugs. We have we have buggies being pulled over because of uh, drunk driving and buggies are having drug possession in a buggy. Um, there's sexual abuse, harassment, incest, imitation, in, intimidation. Um, a couple weeks ago, we had a guy arrested for bestiality, and I don't, I'm not sure what came of that. I didn't do a follow up, but the cops actually caught him at his home doing this. And as long as you have status, you can pay off the, the law enforcement. It's disgusting. It's all about money. I well, would I really would. love to see um, an investigate, like an investigative reporter delve into that. Because um, we already know, there's no question that, that the legal system does not really engage Amish issues. There's this deference that, well, you guys can handle your own thing. And, and the end result of that is this sort of crazy debauchery. And, and um, I would love to have 
that 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 examine you know so put somebody in depth into that community and 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 report on those issues so just just for instance um i had the audacity to stand up to somebody and they were doing illegal things and it affected my life and i was denied job promotions um I was denied jobs because of the lies that were spread about me. My business failed because of viral gossip at coffee breaks. I moved, I had to move out of my home. I worked my ass off for because of harassment and death threats, just because I stood up to an Amish guy, somebody from an Amish family. And there was no one there to help me. My family couldn't help me. There's nothing that they could do. They just had to sit there and witness this because they had no power to help me. And the Amish can be just absolutely cruel and ruin your life in a blink of an eye. And so I battle with anxiety and depression and PTSD for 10 years because of all the bull crap that I went through just for having a voice. Well, you were a woman, you're not supposed to be able to express mm. yourself or have a voice mm. or be a person or have any basic human rights because you are literally no better than a slave as an Amish woman. Exactly. And for all those people who say that Amish women have a voice and they rule the house, <laughs> that's not exactly true. And the thing about that is, is it can vary widely among communities, how like people are treated, all their different things. But at the end of the day, so Elam's from Lancaster, Jody's from Indiana, I'm from Wisconsin, and I did live in Western Pennsylvania as well. And in all of those communities, like I, I know that there's problems with very similar problems to what Jody was talking about with the incest, um, sexual crimes, bestiality. Um, I listened to somebody confess that they were into bestiality, like stuff like that. Like, I am sure that they did not stop because Shunning did nothing to prevent mm -hmm. things from mm -hmm. happening. It does nothing to actually prevent something from ha like that from happening again. And that's part of the problem is there's no, there's no solution. They don't have the tools. All the tools they have is shunning. That's all they've ever learned. And they've never evolved past that. Hmm. Can someone we, explain for the non-ex-Amish um, what the plain community is, what, what plain people means? So I've had a few comments that have mentioned that. Um, plain people are people who are Anabaptists in nature. So like Mennonites, Amish, there's all kinds of New Order Amish, Beachy Amish, Schwarzentruber Amish, Troyer Amish, like... Lancaster Amish, Holmes County, Ohio Amish, Indiana Amish, you know, Hooter writes, anybody with a plain, they practice a plain lifestyle, generally with Anabaptist background. They okay. split off from the Catholic Church way back when and started their own communities and then branched off in like 50 different things because they all disagreed on the level of um, conservativeness that they have to have. Right, Elam? Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's to to just say Amish is too narrow of a of a term, and 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 some of these communities are are not Amish at all, um, and and there's a 
fairly wide range of communities who practice varying levels of of uh, plain dress is what what it sort of originates from, and so uh, uh, plain communities is just sort of a catch-all term for for these communities that are generally um, what's the term? They're uh, you know they're isolationist and and you know there's these strict rules and and you're mm. you're kind of trapped in them and and uh and there's a very broad spectrum of them and it's it's a, a really poor uh descriptor to refer to them as amish so we we try to um we we try to use the plain community term because it's it's more accurate and 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 addresses these these issues are i i identify it as any group that has a fetish for religious freedom um that fits into this sort of category and and almost all plain communities have a fetish for religious freedom and um so is that is that helpful mm -hmm. Yeah, they just kind of do whatever they want to. Another thing is, is usually in plain communities, like a lot of them have a, a, a specific level of technology that they're allowed to use. Like we don't use electricity, but hey, I'm gonna put a gasoline powered engine on four steel wheels and use <laughs> that to bail my hay because that's not causing or creating electricity. Hey, as right? long as you have solar panels, you can have electricity in Indiana. <laughs> Wow. Uh, can you have a phone too? You just buy it and put it on the As long as you have a business, you can have a phone and you can have a vehicle too. Oh. So is there any punishments meted out if you get caught using electricity or stuff like that that you shouldn't, you know, that you're not allowed to? No. Okay. Not not in my community. Um well, there can be. They just give you a slap on the hand, pretty much. I mean, but usually there's no shunning involved for that type of sin. It's it's more or less you just get down and say, um, <laughs> We need an interpreter on there. Before my before my cousin before a lot of my cousins left the Amish when we were growing up, uh, we were the only family that that was not Amish, and they would come over and they would watch movies at our house and play with their English toys. But the very next time we went to their house, they would tell me that I'm going to hell because I'm English. I mean, they can be English just for a little while, but not for too long. The hypocrisy is just mm -hmm. incredibly amazing. See, in my community, like, the community bought a damn phone, put it on the neighbor's property in a little shack that they built, put it in the yeah. neighbor's name, and then paid the bill for the phone. But they don't <laughs> own phones. <laughs> what gives? Mm. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd like to respond to Jody's comments about, um, it, you know, I, I really want to point out that um, the whole purpose of, of the United States of America, our Constitution, 
and 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 the idea that we're a society where we're we're um we're a society we have the rule of law mm. and and what ha what what Jody is describing is that there, there's all these other factors of how people decide their affairs and and it's all it just becomes sort of tribe mentality whoever's with the most powerful tribe gets away with stuff and 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 that's a great metaphor for understanding the Amish and their relationship with with the larger culture they are they're outside of the law and and we need to understand that that all the evils that happen in in this kind of um i don't know it's called feudal but it's just it's just this wh whoever has the the most power gets to sort of bully their way through society and 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 the victims just get don't get redressed that's a whole point of our laws was that if you get um if 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 something bad happens to you instead of going and killing the family members of of whoever you know hurt you or took your money or or injured you know a family member that's that's the whole point of 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 the united states of america that's the whole point of governance and what we see happening in in these amish communities is this very open you know denial and rejection of that concept and you know, according to Jody's story, you know, and, and Mary's and mine, we, we then, we're, you know, we're, we're just not served by this, by, by the idea that we're, we're, you know, we, we have laws for a reason and, 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 and we're, we're injured because of that, you know, because we we are part of this group that thinks their the law doesn't apply to them and and that's that's what i want to fight for is to 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 tell the world that this is not working this experiment with religious freedom is not working it's it, it, it it's you know, it's in complete contravention to everything we supposedly believe about the United States of America, and and, and and it's it's hurting people. And we need to find a way to to assimilate these plain communities into the the larger framework of of. Uh, being a society of, of laws. I think that um, if we address some of the uh, human rights infractions that go on in the Amish church, I'm pretty sure that they can also be applied to the Jehovah's Witness community. Um, it might bring a little bit more understanding to the viewers who have never experienced anything like this. Do you guys want to do that? Sure. Okay. Like so, so, um, there are a lot of uh, infractions in um, this declaration that can be applied to the Amish church, but I'm just going to go over, uh, I think it's seven of them. Um, of, the, of the seven, there are four related to shunning. So uh, article number five, no one shall be subject to degrading treatment or punishment. 
So what does that sound like? <laughs> Doesn't that happen on a, on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. Not to just show people. Um, let's see, article number nine, no one shall be, shall be subjected to arbitrary exile. It's the basic human right not to be exiled from your community. Uh, number 12, no one shall be subjected to arbitrary interference with privacy, family, home, nor to attacks of their honor and reputation. How many of your reputations have been ruined? <laughs> How many of you have lost your homes? How many of you have gotten death threats? You know, um, 18, <laughs> everyone has the right to change their religion. Everyone has a right to change their religion. Hey, hey, Jody, can I make a suggestion? Could could yeah. you just go go through that again and just read read one, and and then let us respond and talk about it? You know, yeah, in, yeah. in wait. I like that idea. You want me to read? You want me to read yeah. all of them? I mean, read all, read all seven of them. Yeah, go ahead. Finish to the end, and let and then let's take them one by one and just discuss them a little bit because I think there's very yeah. important sort of stuff to yeah. steal out of that. Okay, um, so I'll just start over. Uh, Article five, no one shall be subject to degrading treatment or punishment. So when you're not allowed to, to sit at the table and eat with your family or eat with your church or, you know, they can't take anything from your hand or they can't talk to you. Like, wh what is that if not degrading? It is. Or your mom or doesn't you, uh, lie to you on the street. Or if you go to a grocery store and you're followed around by a whole gaggle of Amish women. Isn't that degrading? Yep. And the governing body of Jehovah's Witnesses have actually made statements in their magazines that those that have left are mentally diseased and like criminals. And they're allowed I, to get away with saying that shit about us just because we decided we don't believe what they do anymore. What, what's, what's, what's so bad about this is that our government uh, coddles and supports this kind of, uh, this kind of violation of human rights. And, and, and the Amish could very easily just have, just defellowship people. You know, I brought, I, I was a member of the most liberal church in Lancaster, so liberal that 99% of Christian churches don't think they're actually a real church, but they freaking had an excommunication policy. But there's a difference between just saying, all right, you're no longer a member. That's cool. I don't want to drive a horse and buggy. Fine. Make me a non-member. But the shunning part where there's this punitive action then taken against me, that's, that's what causes, to use a fancy term, pathology. And, and, and what really causes pathology is when our, our government is actually complicit in enabling and encouraging this kind of a, a religious authoritarianism. Yeah, because they don't actually ever like, well, I shouldn't say ever, because it has changed a lot in how like civil authorities look at Amish. We're still not where we need to be. Um, but when you bring a case to civil authorities, I've heard many, many reports from people that they bring it to civil authorities and they 
tell them that person's Amish, they would never do that. Or they say, well, you have no signs of it, so we can't do anything about it. Um, just kind of like throwing everything out because that person's Amish. And so it kind of creates that situation. And that's why Elam says they're complicit. Part of it. Well, let, let, me, let me just give another example. So there, you, you guys may have all seen this. Uh, Cosmopolitan did an article on, on sexual abuse, you know, survivors and, and you know, interviewed, followed uh, several of them. And, and one of the stories was that um, this young woman, I'm not sure if she was a minor at the time. I can't, I don't remember for sure. She may not have been a minor. But um, I think she was sexually assaulted. She started speaking up about it. They took her to one of these mental health facilities, which aren't legitimately mental health facilities, but they, they coerced her to take a psychotropic drug, which can only be prescribed by the psychiatrist. But she didn't have an evaluation. They just take her to this place and coerce her to take a psychotropic drug and yeah, that's, that's illegal. And I took that story and I went to our local district attorney's office. I spoke to a detective and they did not lift a finger to respond to this. They took, they put it back on me. It was my responsibility to figure out, what jurisdiction this happened in, and then report it to some some regulate regulatory agency. They didn't take any responsibility that, as as a law enforcement official, me bringing a a a violation of the law to them that they had any responsibility to pursue this. And that's that's how they, you know, this this <laughs> administering psychotropic drugs to to a person, if you're not a doctor who is who is licensed to do that, that's breaking the law. Anyway, I and that, that, this. that oh, ties into sorry. Article 7. All are equal before the law and are entitled to equal protection of the law. <laughs> so tell me, was Amish dentist following the law when he injected... Um, cow novocaine in my mouth was that following the law mm -mm. and took and took all your teeth out and and did anybody pardon me fucking do anything about it nope nobody nope. did anything about it a anyway i i think this is this this understanding the degree of collaboration that happens between the dominant cultures civic authorities to enable this kind of abuse is really important because it's a place we can start to fight back and we can anyway i'll, I'll go ahead read the next one or if anybody else wants okay. to come in um, number nine article nine no one shall be subjected to arbitrary exile ha you mean like <laughs> when okay i i got this let me talk about arbitrary exile so when I reported, oh, you you woken Mary up now. Yeah, this is something that still infuriates me. To and it's not saying that I wish the community ill will. It's saying I let me clarify that. Um, but it's saying that 
what happened when I reported the, the sexual assaults that had happened to me in hopes that I could, A, help my sister because I knew that my sister was being sexually assaulted and my sister was fucking six years old. That is an atrocity. So I reported it. First off, I wrote a letter to the ministry that I put in the minister's mailbox the day I drove away from the community and they did nothing. Absolutely nothing. Second off, when I drove away, I went and stayed with a lady who had driven around some Amish people and they had her phone number. They called her so often that we had to call the sheriff's department and have them go out there and tell them not to call. And a month and a half, no, a month later, I answered the phone and it was my rapist. And that when I got off the phone with my rapist, I called the sheriff's department and said I would like to report a crime. I reported it. There was a full investigation done. They arrested them. And then the church decided to shun them and me. By the way, that's when I got shunned. When we went through the court cases, there were four busloads of Amish people who sat there and cried and testified for this predator. Mm-hmm. And the judge, Judge Rossborough, even said, I have to ask myself, how many of you have actually cried for Mary? Where is your, like, they didn't. And when I walked out of that courtroom, my freaking cousin and his little friend, the bestiality confessor, walk up to my car. And literally, I got in my car, went to close the door, and they had the door open and I couldn't close my door. I was escorted to my freaking car. So, mm. how is that not exile? Mm. And like when I left, I got to about 18, 19, and I, I didn't really want to be in the religion anymore. So, I stopped going to a lot of the meetings. I stopped um, going door knocking and that kind of stuff. And then at 21, I turned around to my mum and stepdad, who was an elder. And I just said, I don't want to go to the meetings anymore. And they said to me, well, you've got eight weeks to move out of the house. I was like, okay. I was working part-time only because they said I needed to be knocking doors the other time. So I had no financial backing. My nan worked for um, a loan company that was very, very high interest. So I had to borrow money off her to try and get money to move out, get a bond. Um, And then it was my boss's party, four weeks notice into that eight weeks notice and they said to me if you go to that birthday party you are not welcome back in this house and I just thought well what difference is four weeks going to make I'm not going to find anywhere that fast anyway so I just went to the party and then I ended up going back to this lad's house who was brought up as a witness but was never baptized and I went back home expecting to um, pack up all my own bedroom and it was all packed there waiting for me in the hallway and I just thought, wow, you really just want to shove me out the fucking door, don't you? And like all my stuff was packed up and then it was see you later and not speak to me since. That's horrifying. Abject. I'm so sorry that happened. Ooh, man, these articles of human rights bring up some emotions. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, the next one's, uh, I think, a pretty big one. Article 12. No one shall subjugate 
Shelby, Shelby, sorry guys. No one shall be, shall be subjugated to arbitrary interference with privacy, family, home, nor to attacks of their honor and reputation. This is one, this is one that uh, I, I can talk about this one for two hours if you guys want to. About all, yeah, all Jody, please, please take a minute and just, just talk a little bit, whatever you feel comfortable. Yeah, with. talk about that, um, Jody. I legally cannot share what happened. So maybe I'll do that um, not online. Okay. Uh, so let me tell let me tell you about like my reputation. So after all of this, my friends started being followed by the cops. They started being questioned by the cops. And it turns out that anytime anybody anything happened if somebody drove around a horse and buggy too fast so they would call the sheriff's department and say i was out there harassing them i wasn't even physically in that location i literally was like 45 minutes away and there was no way possible for me to be there like literally but it was like also i was accused of being addicted to opioids because <laughs> <laughs> and I was supposedly I did all this because I was pregnant which is funny because I wasn't and just uh, one, thing, that, uh, one, thing can, one thing that I can share is uh, about my business failing because of gossip um, I used to be a massage therapist and about 80% of my clients were Amish and as soon as uh I stopped adhering to what they wanted. They started gossiping and it completely ruined my business. And I was a single mom at the time. That was my uh, second income, you know? And yeah, I pretty much lost everything just because I did not follow what they wanted me to because I didn't stay in a relationship that they wanted me to stay in. I mean, they don't have the right to tell you what relationship to stay in, especially if it's toxic. Mm. Mm -mm. No, they really don't. It's sad that they would do that extent to you. Sorry they did that. That's like a really shitty thing to do. Yeah, it is. But I mean, they, they have ultimate power. Privacy is a big issue with JWs as well because I'd left and I was living in this guy's flat and the elders were camped outside, sat in their car, and they came and knocked on the door and asked for me and my boyfriend at the time said she's not here. So they sat in the car and waited. And I went to what we call here the chip shop where you can buy like, I don't know if you guys call them chips or fries, but you can buy like fish and pies and that. And it's like a takeaway place. And I walked over there to go and get some dinner and come back and they were chasing me up the road. Okay, we need to talk to you, we need to talk to you. And they literally sat outside my flat in their car waiting for me. It's just like, guys, I've left, like, leave me alone. Yeah, I um, I even had, um, they even sent some people after me who were in room Rumspittinga to uh, harass me at my home to make me feel like I'm scared. I had people break into my house and move things, take things, leave notes. Um, and I was, I was a single mom at the time, and I was scared shitless. Wow. This, is, yep. this is just classic uh, sort of mob 
mm. behave, behavior that happens when when there is no rule of law you you know we we have we're we're just a bunch of bullies and and you have violated our community standards and we get to you know oppress you and and i really think that uh our civic laws have a role to play in this well just, they need to be just they they need to just you know dial that stuff back yeah it mm. happens in these organizations and and stuff but they need to not have such a broad uh it, you know there needs to not be such broad tolerance for this kind of yeah. behavior they should be arrested for that stuff why do they why are they allowed to do it because they like to say that Amish. I don't know if you guys saw it, like a screenshot of a comment to like, in the case of the 13 year old that was impregnated by her rapist brother in Missouri last October, mm. September. Um, somebody wrote a letter to the editor because there was a big outcry from the former Plain community. And we all tried to raise awareness and reach out to the civil authorities in that case. And somebody responded with this whole, like, it's like a perfect example of what the outside world thinks of the plain communities like they can govern themselves there's no they, we should just leave them alone we don't need to um, interfere with them because the, the bishop and the ministry will take care of it and yeah we all know what that taking care of entails and ostracizing somebody and exiling somebody or castrating somebody or shunning somebody like all of those things are not effective like as far as like one there's zero assistance for the victim if you ostracize the victim you're victim blaming that's fact mm -hmm. two when you punish the victim the same as you punish the predator you are sending a message that them being a victim was their fault yeah that's not okay and again they don't have any other tools because that's all they've ever had. That's all they've ever known. And then you have parents who, you know, they, they're like, well, it happened to me and I'm fine. So, you know, it's okay. It's not okay. So, in got a way. Any, got any more of these crazy ideas, Jody? What, what, what you got? <laughs> uh, I do. I do. Um, I'll, uh, I'll read the next one and then I have a comment to make on it. Um, number 20, uh, no one may be compelled to belong to an association. So um, <laughs> my parents had me. Um, <laughs> my parents had me uh, during Rumspringa. So I wasn't ever technically part of the church. I grew up in it, but I was never technically a part of it. And um, I had. Amish ladies that would come up to me and tell me, oh, you're going to make such a, a pretty little Amish wife. We can't wait until you grow up. And I was being groomed to marry into the Amish community that I wasn't even a part of. And it's sickening that they do that. It's you know, the thing about that is, is when, when you start talking about that, like, no one shall be compelled. So, <laughs> I mean, like, first off, like, you're, you're inside of this, this Amish community, um, to translate, when you start 
joining the church, there is a whole session about halfway through where you go for your counseling to join the church and you have to promise that like you will never like ever expose the church secrets to anybody that's not a church member. And I can tell you that I will gladly do that for you today. <laughs> yeah. But what they do is like, I had a brother who didn't join the church when they wanted him to. And they like practically bribed him to join the church. Like, I'll do this and this and this and this for you if you join the church. Mm. Well, I got baptized as a Jehovah's Witness when I was 13. And all my friends were doing it, about eight other friends at the same time, same age. But my mom and my stepdad kept telling me, if you're not baptized and Armageddon comes tomorrow, God's going to kill you because you haven't got baptized. So what's a 13-year-old going to do? You're going to get baptized. And it's just like, it's such like they use so many fear tactics. So they say you had a choice. I was 13. You scared the shit out of me. That's not giving me a choice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. My uh, my mom, she is now in her 50s, and my grandpa is still after her to join church. Still oh after gosh. her. That's so harsh. Some, mm-hmm. you, you guys need to translate, please. I, I, yeah. I know what you're saying. But, <laughs> but it doesn't sound good. So uh, I, I, I love her. My grandpa um, always reminds my mom that she's an oath breaker and there's no hope for her salvation if she doesn't join the church. And my mom is a spitfire and she pretty much just tells him to F off. Right. Like, I don't care if I'm going to hell. <laughs> yeah. Pretty. There, there was a, there was another part in there where the translation is, is that you're never going to amount to anything. Yeah, you're never going to amount to anything. Yeah. And and um, you know that's 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 prophecy when 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 he says that when they have the power to ruin your business, where if you're the good little person, yeah, they'll 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 patronize your business, but boy, you step out of line, whoosh, that's all gone. Mm-hmm. And if we want to be a society of that doesn't turn into this sort of savage, you know, retaliation spiral that that never stops, there's plenty of scenarios in history of how this works. We have to have we have to have a little bit more. I, I, I don't even know what, but there has to be some some equality and justice in our civic space and what is being described here is is a total lack of it these these religious authoritarians are just a bunch of to use a term that some people understand they're just a bunch of mullahs they're just bullies mm. in religious garb and and we can't have we can't have a healthy society we can't have justice we can't have we can't have effective uh, responses to these crimes with if if these these bullies get to walk around as as you know anointed figures in their community and and yet that's that's the that's the situation we have mm-hmm. these people get to do this crap and and their victims are you know scattered to the wind 
and 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 the the general viewpoint of the of the population is that oh the Amish are great you know aren't they wonderful they make great furniture and and nobody's allowed to <clears throat> to speak negatively of them the newspapers won't run you know hard hitting critiques of Amish issues the 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 academics like Donald Crable won't accurately uh, study the pathologies that are inherently a part of Amish life. And so everybody just thinks they're, they're wonderful. And, and in the meantime, these, these situations just fester and flourish. And, and that's what we're trying to push back on. We, we need, we need a way for our community to be healthier, to, to evolve and, and, and 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 protect children and and sorry i'll i'll stop <laughs> give them an education like you know mm. an actual education okay so uh, uh the last one i want to bring up is article 18 everyone has the right to change their religion it is a basic human right to be able to change their religion to change your mind see i i, I can't <laughs> I can't even agree with that one. That's just too too wild there. <laughs> Sorry, that is wild. <laughs> that is crazy. Who knew that people could change their religion? <laughs> mm -hmm. Or that they had a right to. That's incredible. Um I just But it just it just astounds me that they actually had to make a law to bring awareness that it is okay to change your religion, that you don't, it's not, you're not allowed to be persecuted for changing your religion. They actually had to go to a convention and draft up this law because there's so many religions out there that persecute people for leaving. And I'm pretty sure the persecution in other religions is might be even worse than what goes on um, in the Amish and Jehovah Witness communities. Are are, are we going over time here? Like like yeah, a we're Amish, like pre seven. Amish preacher. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly what we're doing. But I don't no funny. The good man will have us add this salt. I'm sorry, Emma. I apologize. I think I'm putting subtitles on next time. Stay away. What's that? I think I'm going to put subtitles on next time. Well, I'm. I'm. We're just kind of making fun of like Amish preachers things. What I think should happen is we should dub in the translations on this. Is would that be possible? You can do that on YouTube, you can go back and put subtitles because I did a ghost story video and then when I watched it back, my Birmingham accent was very like um, strong and I thought not a lot of people are going to understand what I'm saying. So I went back and put like subtitles for the whole video. Okay. Yeah, if we could just do I that mean, for the for the German speaking that happens on here. I love to hear it. <laughs> I, I especially love what uh, you're your, asking your... technologically impaired people like come on, <laughs> come, from? come on Elam. Don't give me that crap. I'm a no, no, I was Amish. 
<laughs> that means I'm well, technologically impaired. Well, Jody can probably do it. She she wasn't technically <laughs> I could possibly do it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, it's kind of like um, we probably should dub that in because some of it is it's it's well, relevant. I think it's, like, I think it's it's powerful and it's important, but but it needs to be the translations need to be dubbed in because we don't want to just be talking amongst ourselves. Yeah, this is true. Please. I don't know. I mean, aren't you forgetting your role as Amish man? You're just supposed to tell me to do something and I'm supposed to do it. <laughs> I'll get away with that as much as, I, as much as I can, but um, which is pretty much nothing. How about I think about it and I'll let you know okay 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 um so parting thoughts um i would like to reiterate that one of the things that emma has done is a lot of activism as far as awareness and those are things that need to happen for our communities as well i have put links in the comments to an organization called a better way that aims to help survivors from plain communities and also to an organization called never stand alone usa that is again aiming to help survivors from plain communities anybody else have resources links anything um i have my facebook group which obviously i met you through mary so it's technically it's called ex jehovah's witness unite but it's also for other people that have come from different cults as well because we can all relate to each other. So anybody who's ex-Amish, Mormon, we've got a few other random cults um, that people have left. So everyone's welcome to come along and join my Facebook group for support. Um, you can go to uh, un.org and look up the human rights violations and see if anything, any of those apply to your religion. Um, I have a YouTube channel called The Mockingjay where um, I mansplain things about religion and other things. <laughs> oh, and Emma also has a YouTube channel called The Glass Table Live. Yeah, we're like um, extra heroes witness activists. But again, we've had like Mary Ann, we've had Sam um, Young, who was an ex-Mormon bishop. Um, we've had... Calon is excellent Mormon as well. So we've we've covered a few subjects of what we've got all like in common. Like shunning we covered, but we didn't go into it as in-depth as we do here, but we did cover a few subjects where we all spoke about what's in common with our religions. Well, cult kind of things. Well, I don't have and, any link. Go ahead. Um I'm also judge me unforgiven on YouTube where I've also put videos up of some activism I've done. So if you're interested in seeing me stood next to a car and then packing up within 10 minutes or me talking out loud at the Kingdom Hall and that wasn't appreciated because <laughs> they then, they tried to drown me out with some music. Um, <laughs> so I'd finished my sentence anyway, so it was quite comical. That's pretty amazing. Thank you. Thank you everyone for being here and sharing your stories. Your stories are powerful and hopefully they'll make a difference. Mm. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Thank Have you. a good day. Bye.
Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.